is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go. Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Here we go. Let's hit the waiver wire. Let's go. Now here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Ian. We are playing the waiver wire here as we begin week five. And yeah, allow yourself some extra time tonight to make your waiver claims because, man, there are a lot of people to pick up. Dave, Jamie, Heath, you feel like you have a grip on uh, on how to approach the waiver wire today? Nope. Yep. Close your eyes, throw a dart, and hope for the best. I've got a grip on it. I don't know how confident I am in the grip, but I I think it's not going to be terrible. I think we're going to make it through this okay. I'm sure the last time there was a week like this, I probably probably said something like, man, I can't remember the last time there was a week like this. But you don't get weeks like this all that often. I mean... You're going to end up with probably two players on your team that you're you're excited about. We don't know what's going to happen, but you're you'll be excited after waivers run. Yeah, I don't know. Excited is not the word that I feel right now. And it's Dave, Jamie, and I all three basically said the same thing when we saw each other for the first time this morning. And I tweeted out exactly the exact words you just used. I don't remember a waiver wire like this. Yeah. Because I can remember situations where there were guys I was much more excited about than this. And we were like, yeah, we're going to get a chance at this guy. But there's like 84 running backs, two of which might eventually be good. 70 of them you might drop next week and rank them. So I think in a situation like this, it's best to revert to who's going to get the biggest opportunity. Yeah, and we have a really good grip on that. Well, in some cases we do, and in other cases we have absolutely no clue. So but I think I think it's going to be tricky. There's, there's for two sure sides of that. that. There, there's who has the best long-term opportunity and who has the best week five opportunity. Because you may be in a situation where you're just down Devontae Freeman, C.J. Anderson, or somebody on a bye week, and you just need a one-week replacement. Or you could be down Dalvin Cook, Chris Carson, or maybe Ty Montgomery for a few weeks, and now you need that long-term answer. So it, it it's really interesting to see what you need going into it, and I think that's the big determining factor as well. Right. So starting to balance best long-term, best week five. How about best in FanDuel? Sign up today on FanDuel.com. Click the Join Now button and use our code CBSPOD. You're going to get free entry into the NFL Sunday Million, over a million dollars in cash prizes when you make that first deposit on FanDuel and you use that code CBSPOD, void where prohibited. So Atlanta, New Orleans, Denver, and Washington. Atlanta, New Orleans, Denver, and Washington. They are on by this week. So, All right. Usually I ask you guys for the top three waiver wire priorities. I'm going to ask for that in a little bit after we go through all the news. So much news that I feel like we have to start the show with that. Just give me one. Like if there's one waiver wire priority, if you could give How about Jamie give me one quarterback Heath, give me one running back. Dave. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Give me the running back. <laughs> That's uh, awesome. Fine. You give me two running backs. And then Dave, Ooh. give me a wide receiver or a tight end. Jamie, who's the quarterback to get this week? I mean, there's there's not even a question. It's Deshaun Watson, who's only owned in 50% of leagues. And we sat here and we talked about him last week. And uh, I just, you know, looking at my notes from a week ago, um, I know Heath differed. I don't know. I think Dave did as well. But we, I had Andy Dalton as the number one QB to pick up last week. I don't think that hurt anybody, um, but he may be a week-to-week type of player, especially this week with a tough matchup. Watson is a no-brainer uh, moving forward, even though he has a tough matchup, but I think you're going to see him be able to come through it okay. Uh, and so I think if you have the luck conundrum, if you're concerned about your quarterback, if you're definitely dealing with uh, Breeze or Ryan or Cousins being on a bye week this week, 
Watson can be somebody that could carry you for several weeks if what he's shown the last two weeks continues, which I don't see any reason why it's not. Okay, Heath, give me eight running backs. <laughs> eight running backs. Alvin right. Kamara. Give me two. Alvin Kamara. Alvin, Alvin Kamara. Kamara. Okay, who gets to decide what your name is, Adam? <laughs> when you were born, did you say what your name was? Does no. he, does he say? You didn't say what your name was. Well, Alvin I, Kamara's mom says Kamara. He does says she? Kamara. She's right. Is that what, is that the truth? I believe that is the actual truth. Wow. Yes. Alright, fine, Heath. And you know what? They're both right. Okay, fine. We'll both be right on that. And <laughs> this is where it say just it. goes. Say it. Oh, I, I would have told you somebody different yesterday. Right now, this second, I'm going to say Aaron Jones. Ooh. Okay. I didn't think you were going to say that. I know. I wanted to say Eddie Lacy. Ooh, I didn't think you were going to say that. Either. Yeah, it could be Thomas Rolls. You're just not saying it. This, yeah, the the smart money is on Latavius Murray. It's possible that Jarek McKinnon. You want me to just keep going? You no. should see Heath's face. I wish you guys could see. I Heath can't see like, Heath's face. I, oh, he's like the, the, the 16 month old kid who doesn't want to eat his vegetables. And the parent is there with the spoonful of vegetables or whatever, or the fork, however you eat your vegetables. I guess it depends on the vegetables saying, here comes the airplane into the, into the airport. And he's just like moving his face away. <laughs> doesn't want anything to do with the vegetable airport at all. Oh, the vegetable. I hate the vegetable airport. Dave, give me a wide receiver or a tight end. I like Devin Funches the best. I think he is numero uno uh, among wide receivers and Ahead of like, the only tight end who is still out there that might be worth a lick is Cameron Braid. And is Charles Clay up to ninety percent yet? Yeah, okay. he's uh, he's up there. He's Otherwise, he would be number one. Seventy-seven. Yep. So he's still out there in a few leagues. Yeah, he's in our uh, shallow leagues to add him and Hunter Henry and Evan Ingram. They're both sixty-nine uh, percent for Ingram, seventy-one percent for Henry, and seventy-seven percent for Clay. We're running right back to Hunter Henry, aren't we? Uh, the Giants, yes. There's a uh, 20% owned tight end that uh, would be a nice streamer for this week as well. Who His that? teammate. His teammate, Antonio, yeah, Gates. Antonio, Antonio, Antonio Gates. Gates as well. And the guy that I think could end up being uh, one of the five most added players just because he's starting at 8% owned is Jerron Brown. I, uh, I waited way too long in the Sunday recap show to talk about Jerron Brown. That was like an hour and two minutes in. I'm definitely putting in some claims for him. Not saying he's my first. I just wanted to give another name. Uh, I, you know, I like. Don't forget Amendola. Yeah, actually, I have Amendola. I, I don't think Amendola is unowned in any of my leagues because you know we were talking about that a couple of weeks ago where he was underowned. He's 52% owned. Yeah, he's less than Funches. Funches is 56% owned. Amendola is 52% owned. Can I tell you something that's funny? You know, so Adam, I, I know you look at this more so than Heath and Dave do because I send you the notes, but. Uh, every position, there's somebody that's kind of in that 70% range that I say add in shallow leagues. Mm-hmm. There is nobody in that range worth picking up that's any good. They're either 90 or above or 65 or less. At, at wide receiver, you mean? I couldn't find anybody. The only one I saw, I saw Sterling Shepard was 80% owned. And the reason why I even looked at that was somebody said, should I drop Sterling Shepard for, oh God, who did they say? One of the hot waiver wire guys, and I said, "Yeah, I would do that." But I don't think he's. A, I, I think if he's available in shallow, where he's not a terrible option. The way no, that I, I, they're that, throwing the ball. I guess hits, I didn't see him. Eighty percent, though, it's pretty high. Yep. That hits on one of the biggest points of this entire week. Is we're talking about seventy-four different guys that you could pick up. Most people don't have more than one or two roster spots they really should be dropping. Right. 
but you're still going to put in a lot of claims. I mean, how long is it going to take us to do waivers tonight? It's, I have the, the fewest amount of leagues, and I have nine leagues. It's going to take me, I would guess, an hour and a half to, to eh, like an hour to do waivers tonight. Just put it in took all me two claims. hours last week to do 21 leagues. Yeah, it's going to be longer than last week. Last week was kind of easy, I thought. You're, you're taking care of the Rejects League, right? Our, t- our team is too good, Heath. Like, we don't have room for anybody. We tied. Okay. We tied. <laughs> My goodness. What's your record now? One, two, and one. We're just the best one, two, and one team. Uh, we have Rawls, though, don't we? Yeah. Yeah, well, we do. Well, there's one guy you don't have to put a claim in for. Well, we'll drop Carson, and we have Thomas Rawls. So with that said, let's get to the big news. Derek Carr is out. To, so quarterback news. Again, I usually uh, leave the news for a little bit later, but it's just a lot of big news. Derek Carr is out two to six weeks with a fracture in his back. Their next five games are the Ravens, Chargers, Chiefs, Bills, Dolphins. Uh, and oddly enough, the Raiders actually have two stretches of three straight home games this year. Very weird. So uh, anyway, with Carr out two to six weeks... Like, ugh, what did what do Cooper and Crabtree owners do? We can't. Nobody's dropping Cooper, but I'm just gonna ask so you can say no. Would you drop Michael Crabtree? No. No. Okay. Carr could be back in two weeks. Yeah. All right. And by the way, one of those three game homestands includes a game in Mexico City. Oh. So I'm not ready to go ahead and say that they're just you know. Thank you. Chilling on, in the black hole for three and, weeks. And I'm just gonna twice. go ahead. And embrace the fact that like each and every week this season, 15 things happen that have no business happening that make no sense at all that we had no evidence for. So this is the week that Derek Carr goes down and Mari Cooper is going to bounce back. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't feel, I don't feel confident. I'm like really upset that I can't, I feel like I can't start Amari Cooper now, guys. What, what should the, how active should the Amari Cooper owner be? I know they have the Ravens this week, but just not confident in EJ Manuel at all. That's a problem because we're already talking about a receiver who's dropping passes. Now he's got a quarterback that can't throw an accurate ball. Um, so, yeah, is he going to be in your top 30 this week? No. Nope. Okay. Uh, Marcus Mariota could be a game-time decision with a hamstring injury. He's at the Dolphins this week. Will Sam Bradford be back this week to face the Bears on Monday Night Football? Doesn't sound like it. I doubt it. Okay. Bradford is... Owned in 43% of leagues. Might not be the worst stash if you just seen the way the Vikings offense has been. Andrew Luck is going to practice this week. He's 86% owned. So we don't expect him. He won't play this week, right? We can safely say that for Luck. I think you should count on he's going to miss two more weeks. Okay. He'll be back week six. That will be next week at Tennessee, which would be beautiful. But luck, uh, yeah, luck could be a high priority for a lot of people, but he's 86% owned. And Mitch Trubisky will start this week for the Bears against Minnesota on Monday night. So the running back news, Chris Carson's on IR with a broken leg, and who do you think will be the lead running back in Seattle? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think it will be Thomas Rawls. Okay. Yes. They were doing the old... Make him inactive as a healthy player because he's our second best running back trick. <laughs> well, I mean, Dave actually, Dave actually I, brought I, that up with McFadden. It's going to be messy, right? Just because Rawls starts doesn't mean Rawls gets twelve touches. Uh, Latavius Murray says his ankle isn't one hundred percent. He recovering from offseason surgery. He did get seven carries after Cook went down yesterday uh, on Sunday. Dirk Cutter did not exactly commit to Doug Martin, guys. What is your read on the Bucks backfield? I think you have to take that seriously. 
we all just assumed that Doug Martin would come back and be plopped into the starting lineup, and off he goes with 15 touches a week. A short week. Yeah. The, do you think that's playing a big role? Martin, I think, even said that he does not expect to be fully ready because he hasn't been able to practice with the team. He only gets two practices with them before the first game. Right? Yeah. Then it makes sense he shouldn't be. I think he, I think he'll start after this week at Arizona. But yeah. uh yeah. They've got New England on Thursday. Rob Kelly hurt his ankle last night. He played only 12 snaps. I hope you didn't start Kelly or Reed or Crowder last night. Uh they were limited and or bad. And uh Ty Montgomery has multiple broken ribs. He says he can play as long as he's not risking more serious injury. They're at Dallas this week. Heath, sounds like you're not expecting Ty Montgomery as you prioritized Aaron Jones pretty high. No, I, I, I don't think he plays for a couple of weeks. I know he could, but he also sounds concerned about internal injuries, and that's a valid concern. Yeah. Yeah. Their bye, I believe, is week eight. Uh, you think he stays out through week eight? I hope not, but it's possible. It's funny, man. That's why, <laughs> Adam, you know this. I sent you, what, a couple emails last night. <laughs> yes. I, I I thought when I saw that stuff from Montgomery after he had his uh his his interview deal that that Aaron Jones should be the the number one priority. Yeah. So his buy is week eight at Dallas at Minnesota home against New Orleans. That's two very good matchups in there. And Jamal Williams isn't going to play this week, right? Doesn't sound like it. Oh man, maybe he should be higher a high priority. Oh, uh, Ezekiel Elliott. We could have a decision this. I, week. I will say this: if you just need the one week situation, I would take Jones over Murray. I would too. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Wide receiver Odell Beckham has a sore finger. He should he should be fine. It's dinged up though. Uh, Devontae Adams. Do we know if he's going to play this week at Dallas? My um, guess would be no. They're they're very notorious with keeping guys out when they're hurt. And Julio Jones is expected to play next week. They have a bye this week, and Jones should be fine. Not miss any time. Which brings us to the waiver wire. And Jamie did a Twitter poll yesterday. Which got more than, as of like an hour ago, 11,541 votes. The running, yeah, right? Is that your record? Uh, Not that I've kept track, but yes, I would assume so. The running back that you want to add most off waivers, owned in less than 65% of leagues, is Latavius Murray, Aaron Jones, Thomas Rawls, or other. And Latavius Murray wins with 45% of the vote. I voted for Thomas Rawls, but I probably, I might change my vote right now. Uh, Latavius Murray, Aaron Jones, Thomas Rawls, and other. Latavius had 45%, Jones 21%, Rawls 24%, and other 10%. Jamie, just you said give, just write to give in. you an idea. Yeah, write um, in the answers. The, uh, the write-in was, so I had 196 comments on it. The write-in vote was, I think, the majority was Collins. Mm. I could be wrong on that, but it was a lot of Collins, a lot of Camara, and a lot of Gallman. Yeah, I'm surprised Camara. Do you think Camara would have beaten Jones or Rawls? Potentially, but I, I mean, he's at 62% own, mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. it it's just he's not going to be available as, as these other guys are. And. uh who would you guys have voted for? Latavius, Aaron Jones, Thomas Rawls, or other? I would have gone for other because I think Kamara's the best one. But after that, I think, I think it's gotta be Murray. For rest of season type of pickups, it's Murray. It, the, 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 the crappy thing about this whole thing is just that Murray's not that good. You know, and, and if he was good, this would be easy. Yeah. 
Right. He seems like he has the most carries coming his way for the rest of the season. Well, yeah. I mean, look, there, there's also a scenario. I, I know we're all counting on Jared McKinnon to play, but if McKinnon's out, then he's getting everything. Mm-hmm. But even I mean, with him on passing plays, McKinnon's he's a decent pass catcher and a pass protector too. And he's all they have left. So if we're talking about opportunity and we forget about talent, he's got the biggest opportunity in front of him. Yep. Is he a big time slug who's going to need to score a touchdown to make your fantasy week worthwhile? Probably. I don't think he's not Dalvin Cook. Can he get you 70, 80 total yards? Sure. With the right I, volume. I think he can get you there about a third. I of don't the time. mind him this week at all. I don't mind him this week either. Against the Bears. But I think he can also score this week, and that's pretty much. Sure. Well, the Bears are going to have a touchdown every week. Like, is he, is he, he's, he's in that same type of view as LeGarrette Blunt and Mike Gillisley, just not necessarily as exciting of a player sure. as Gillisley and not as prolific as Blunt has been. I mean, they're essentially the same guy. You know, just Blunt scored more touchdowns on a better offense. Not that the Raiders offense was that bad, but. He just was six touchdowns better. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay, so it sounds like Latavius Murray long-term, Aaron Jones if you just need someone for this week, and Kamara. All right, Dave, tell me how Kamara factors in with those two. He's a rest-of-season type of pickup. I I think the Saints are going to continue to lean on him. His touches have gone up and down over the course of the season. The most snaps he actually played was in week one. He had more than anybody else on the Saints. But last week, 10 targets, 10 catches. That doubled his season total. And with Adrian Peterson getting phased out there, and you you know how Sean Payton feels about Mark Ingram, I think coming out of the bye, you're going to see more Alvin Kamara on the field for the Saints. So if I'm if I'm in a situation where I don't need a running back immediately, maybe my team was bad because I have bad receivers or bad quarterback, or maybe my team's good, and I'm, I have a lot of fab dollars to spend. Kamara's the number one target if he's still there and he's out there in a third of leagues. PPR, would you guys go Kamara? I know Dave's yes. answer, but would you go Kamara, Latavius, Murray, rest of season guys? Kamara. Uh, Kamara. Okay. You know, the game we got from Chris Thompson last night, I wasn't really shocked that the Chiefs have done a pretty good job against pass catching running backs. Uh, the, the Redskins didn't really have the ball that much. I think they ran like 24 fewer plays than the Chiefs. But does that give you any pause with Kamara? Like, because I just, I just don't really love running backs that don't get a lot of carries. It's, it's he, he is. And, and look, I, I know we could say you know chasing numbers after what Chris Thompson failed to do last night. But these are the type of things you're going to get. You're going to get weeks where they don't do much. And and Kamara's coming off a game where he scored for the second game in a row. But you have to buy into at some point what snap count is you have to buy into what touches are you have to buy into what role is and so he's just been able to score where ingram has failed to do that yeah and and i think at some point we're going to start to see that flip a little bit so that's why i don't necessarily want to chase camaro and this is coming from the guy that spent 51 uh fab dollars on chris thompson but that was uh, more of a need so um he his his value is certainly better in ppr leagues but just don't get enamored by what you've seen the last couple of weeks because as much as he's a great toy in an offense that uses great toys this is still remember Darren Sproles when he was there he had a lot of great weeks and a lot of crappy ones and that's mm-hmm. kind of where Kamara's going to be i just feel like Sean Payton loves him though no i think he does, does. Kamara is going to have a week like chris Thompson just had not he did he had it in week 2 yeah. so so is latavius murray it's just going to look different yeah, this well, is going to be a 10 carry, 37 yard. Right. I, I think the thing though in standard leagues is what, what do you want to buy into more? Do you want to buy into the guy getting 15 touches 
or do you want to buy into the guy getting maybe seven or eight? Yeah, I want and the so touches. That's I think where those two guys are going to differ. Murray's going to consistently get 15 touches just because of how they're they're going to run. They're going and to try I'll, and slow things down. They're going to lean on their defense. They're going to lean on their run game. It's basically what they tried to do last year, except the combination they have. I don't is, know if they do that once Bradford's back. Um, is he going to be back at 100% like we saw week one? Yeah, I don't know. And I want touchdowns as well. So I'm looking for primary ball carriers here. And as we look at we look at the Vikings, we look at the Packers. J- Jones is just a, a fill-in, but we don't know how long it could be. Um, we look at the Ravens with Alex Collins. We look at the Seahawks. But wait, just just go back to Jones for a second. Is is what we're getting from Montgomery the wrist injury where he has to leave for a play and the workload and now bruised ribs? Is it they have to lessen his load? And after what Jones showed them, because where Williams failed, or at least didn't get the opportunity because maybe Williams hurt, right? Maybe Williams, but he failed before. Yeah, but he he was he looked good in the in the in the time that he was on the field before he got hurt. Well, yeah, I know what you're saying, Jamie. I mean, do they do they give more carries to other guys? They better. But all but at that, if Montgomery is healthy, I don't know that I don't think you're going to get enough workload from any other running back. You might get five carries, but you're not going to get enough to feel comfortable starting. That being said. They've played four games and Montgomery's gone to the sideline in at least two, maybe three of them. You know, he's, he might have trouble holding up. So Jones could get work, but like, I just want to know who you guys think could emerge as, as primary ball carriers. So we haven't really talked about Wayne Gallman. We haven't talked about Andre Ellington. He had a huge game, mostly with receptions. Elijah McGuire's out there. Um, are there primary ball carriers other than Latavius Murray available on the on the waiver wire? Like like twelve or more carries per game kind of guys. Well, yeah, there's somebody yes. in Seattle. It's it's Thomas yeah. Rawls or Eddie Lacy. One of those two guys is going to get <clears throat> that type of workload. Probably it, both of them at some point or another this year. It, is there a difference now? I'm thinking about it between Ellington and Kamara. Yeah, Kamara's younger and healthier, and, well, and well, a, in a better not, offense. Ellington's not unhealthy. Not better right offense. Now. Better but, offense is a big deal. Huh? Better offense is a big deal, I'd say. Better offense is a big deal, but the Saints, I think, because they have a better offense, aren't going to rely on Kamara as much as the Cardinals are going to rely on Ellington. But they've and had— you've seen, you've seen the last two weeks, he's gotten, I think, it's eight, 18 or 19 targets. Yeah, he had more. 14 last week. Um, yeah, we're, that's going to be kind of the norm for them. It, it should be. I don't think they're going to run in between the tackles very often. But neither does Kamara. And I, I think that could change a little bit. Uh, and they I, did, they I, used them in the red zone as soon as week one. Running okay, the so tackles. if Ellington comes down with that touchdown, are we having a different conversation? No. He, he did come down. I think down it's exactly the same. <laughs> he did come down with it. I, I, I don't really see I don't, much think there's a, I don't think there's a huge difference. Yeah. I just slightly prefer Kamara. Kamara's the, I'm not disagreeing with that. Kamara's the better talent, but situation is right now, Kamara still has to get over Mark Ingram to be the a, guy. The guy. Ellington is has to get over Chris Johnson. <laughs> the corpse of Chris Johnson is just standing in his way right now. Right. I think. Yeah, I think that they should get him a little <laughs> bit more involved in the run game. By the way, keep in mind, Kamara is on a bye this week. So if you need someone this week, that does hurt Kamara. Yeah. The Cardinals have the Eagles this week. The Eagles seem like they have a pretty good run defense, but they can't defend the pass, and that's why we like Ellington. Wayne Gallman, could he get 12 carries a game going forward? Yeah. Yes. Sure. And I'll tell you what stood out to me. He played 32 snaps last week. He ran 20 pass routes. He didn't do any pass blocking. But those 20 pass routes, I believe, are the second most of any Giants running back this season. He had 11 carries, the most of any Giants running back in a game this season. And he averaged 3.8 <laughs> yards per carry, which, as Heath said, 
is like averaging seven yards per carry on another team. I think the one thing they'll just take into account with the snap count is Perkins got hurt and Darkwood didn't play. So will his snap count be that much different than the rest of the team when everybody's healthy? It I think, should. I think it's an opportunity it. for, Gall- totally for Gallman to get in there and push Darkwa and Perkins. Oh, he should push them to the side. To the I side. mean, he's he's looked the best so far. Yep. Yeah. But will that continue? And if Perkins is unable to go this week, the Chargers week after week after week lead the NFL in missed tackles. Yeah, and that might not be a bad one-week guy, Wayne Gallman. The problem after that, and the same thing with Eli Manning if he's out there, very good one-week option. But the next game is at Denver, then Seattle. I I think they should yeah. have a good run defense and then a bye. <laughs> so I think you're done with the with – Every giant, probably not named Beckham, maybe Shepard after this week against the Chargers, but hey, it's an important week and chance for a lot of points there. Uh, and then, and then Alex Collins. I know we're doing this show a little bit different than we usually do. You know, we kind of tease it and then we, then we go into the positions a little bit later, but what's the point? Alex Collins, uh, need, these guys need to be talked about. He's 13% owned. His problem is fumbles. I mean, he's very fumble prone, but he's been really good. Could he get 12 carries or more every week? Alex oh, Collins. Alex Collins is that sprinter on the track team that is the fastest guy in the 100-yard dash, but you can't ever use him in the relay because he drops the <laughs> damn baton every time they hand it to him. Yeah, I, I like that. I think they should continue to give him the ball because their offense is atrocious. He is their best running back. He's running outperforming the their offensive line. Yes, but the, uh, there's concern – that he fumbles again this week, and they're just like, okay, we can't do this. But how can they go back to Terrence West at this point? Well, like, no, that's easy. Terrence you move West, on from West. Run, or, then it's Buck Allen? No, no, no. It's, it's, the problem is, like, is I it's, think they're just, they're running stuck. into the line and falling down for three yards is better than dropping the he, ball every 10 times. He, here's touch. what happened. The last two games, he's gotten, sure. the, the two games prior to last week, he got garbage time production. Last week, he got, Carries when he the started. Game. He, he had the first carry the of the game, game and he blew up for 23 yards. But nine carries each of the last two weeks. He's averaging six yards per carry, I think it is, or eight yards per carry. Eight point two yards right. per carry, which is definitely not gonna no, last. But but clearly that shows you he could be five yards per carry. You know, he could be that type of guy. Ooh, I don't know if he can even be that. Like eventually he's gonna come back to earth and be four yards per carry. Yeah. Sure. By the way, but, keep in mind they did get you know, they were trailing big time in both games, so maybe he would have gotten more carries. Well he yeah, maybe would have gotten more carries. Had the last most carries week. This, this is a any week Raven where, each this of the is a last week two where weeks. he could really do some damage yep. because the Raiders offense is probably going to struggle mm-hmm. and their defense is not very good. And so this is a, I think another one week situation plus some long-term appeal. Like I struggled with him as maybe the number one guy because just the eyeball test tells you he looks great until you see him fumble. Mm-hmm. This is Alex Collins of the Ravens. We're talking about Let's take a quick, quick pause, come back to it in just a second. Cause I got to tell you about FanDuel. Uh, well, okay. I love my two week winning streak was snapped. How'd you guys do in FanDuel this week? I lost. I played a 50-50, and I was on the wrong side of the 50. The exciting, same, most exciting thing about my fantasy week this week is in our 14-person contest that we all do with each other, Larry Fitzgerald's overtime catch won the contest. Hey, game. all right. Nice. Way so to that go. was exciting. Way to go. All right. So. Did you use Deshaun Watson? Yes. I would say that's what won the contest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Chronology might uh, disagree, but it was Deshaun Watson. So, okay, uh, FanDuel, get on there right now and use that code CBSPOD, like we keep mentioning, CBSPOD. 
Go on FanDuel.com and join with CBS Pod, and you're going to get free entry into the NFL Sunday Million when you make your first deposit and use our promo code. And, look, FanDuel's really fun. We talk about our FanDuel lineups all the time. The contest started just $1. I like the 50-50s. Some of you might like the tournaments. You can make a little bit more money that way. Over 2.5 million players have won a cash prize playing fantasy sports on FanDuel. So we've been playing for years, and we love it. You can do a Monday night, Thursday night. That's a fun one. That is like two different weeks of football combined into one fantasy contest. Like you could have done Chiefs, Redskins, and then Patriots, Bucks. Those are cool as well. Uh, so try FanDuel.com. Make your first deposit. Use the promo code CBSPOD. Void where prohibited. You want to? Should we come back to running backs a little bit later? Are we? Anything else you want to say sure. right now? All right. Fat. Let's talk Fab. Suck fab dollars. Give me a percentage of fab you would spend on Deshaun Watson. How badly do I need a quarterback? I I, I don't know. You have. Let's just do this from the Derek Carr owner's perspective. Sure. Uh, I said twenty percent in the column. I, I think, think that's I think that's pretty good. But yeah. if you really are struggling a quarterback, you can solve your quarterback problem by dropping. 35 to 40 percent of your budget. Yeah, and I love Deshaun Watson, but this, and I think he's going to be the solve for the quarterback problem. This week is a bigger test. He's for dominated sure. the Patriots and the Titans so far, and then he's he's got another tough test in a couple of weeks at Seattle. Right, but Kansas City will find out. I think is he definitely a starting quarterback all year? Here's uh, he does have a great schedule. You, for us in the season. you do have a four-game sample size with the Chiefs, where two guys. We're over 20 fantasy points against them, and two guys were under. Right. So I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I'm pausing. I'm trying to figure out um, Marcus Mariota. I, I, I compared Mariota as a rookie to Deshaun Watson as a rookie. You remember Mar- Marcus Mariota? His first two weeks, six touchdowns, no picks. Yep. Uh, 56 fantasy points in six point per passing touchdown leagues. He had four touchdowns on like 16 passes in his first game. That was against Tampa Bay. I remember that game. And Deshaun Watson. So like I said, 56 fantasy points in, in his first two games for Mariota. You look at the last two games for Watson, weeks three and four, 65 fantasy points. So even better. What I was trying to do on the fly was, um, see on a per game basis where Mariota would have finished if he had played 16 games. And I, he would have been, I think, about 14th or 15th. The, the big difference between those two is you said, one of the key words you said, Mariota had four touchdown passes on like 16 passes. That's not the case with Watson right now. He's getting the volume to make this sustainable, throwing 34 and 33 passes each of the last two weeks. And it's not because they're a pass-heavy team. It's because they're playing so fast. They've run 276 offensive plays, basically 70 plays a game, one of the one of the highest totals in the NFL this year. And he has more weapons than Mariota did at the time. Yep. His pass, Mariota's best player was Delaney Walker. His touchdown pass to Will Fuller was just gorgeous. Like, So was the one to, to Hopkins. Yeah, he does look really good. And he's running. He's got uh, he's got four more fantasy points as a rusher in three straight games. He's got two rushing touchdowns and two – well, he's got a rushing touchdown in two of his last three games. So uh used to be a really interesting week for them, like you guys mentioned, against Kansas City. But then Cleveland, ooh, then a bye, then at Seattle. So – I mean, I guess you might not get great production from Watson in three of his next, in three of the next four weeks. It's possible. Kansas City, Cleveland, bye at Seattle. Yeah, it's going to be tough for him. Or he continues playing to this level that we've seen and he becomes a must start every week. Would you drop Stafford for Watson? 
Yes. Yep. Would you drop Dalton for Watson? Oh, yes. yeah, easily. Who yep. do you like better this week, Eli Manning against the Chargers or Watson against the Chiefs? Watson. Watson. Yep. Okay, so 20% on Watson. How much on your favorite – how much on Alvin Kamara? Standard and then PPR. How, what percentage of fab? 10 to 15%. That's it? I have it, just just so you know, in, in the story, I have uh, Murray at 25%. And then the guys after him in Jones, Collins, Kamara – I have Kamara 15 in standard, 20% in PPR. Yeah, I would rather I, – I think this illustrates a good point with all of the issues that we are having with deciding an order to put these guys in. I'd much rather put a bid of 10 to 15, maybe even 20 at the most percent on the six guys that we're predominantly talking about and get the one that doesn't go for 40% than blow 40% on one guy here. Yeah, but I think it's the it's the owners that are in need. Right. You know what I mean? right. If you if you lost Cook and you have a but like, I'm not gonna do this because my team's three and one, and um, even though I just lost Cook, it's not bid points, but so that's a little bit of a different. But if it was like our IDP league, my running backs were Cook and Anderson. Mm-hmm. My number three guy is Rob Kelly. Mm-hmm. So I'm screwed this week, completely screwed. I'm gonna try and pick somebody else up, but if I don't, I'm not like dropping players of sure. worth. And and I would say the same thing. Like I wouldn't overspend if you don't need to. Like Heath's approach, I think, is more appropriate. Like if you just need to try and you know add someone to your roster, like it's probably better to speculate on Eddie Lacy at a cheaper price than blow your load on Camara. I think a lot of people are going to spend, spend, spend on Latavius. People who don't listen to this podcast, I, and I don't think they should. I don't think that's necessarily a bad idea because you know Jamie was just talking about one of his teams. I have a team where my four running backs. I drafted David Johnson, Dalvin Cook, and Ty Montgomery, and then I traded David Johnson for Rob Kelly. <laughs> so I mean, I have zero people to start this week. Oh, and I backed. Don't worry, I backed up. Um, I backed up Ty Montgomery with Jamal Williams. So I literally have zero running backs to start this week. That's not a fab league, but if it were, like, I would spend more than what you just said because I would have to, and I well, suspect I, that's going to happen in most leagues. These guys are going to go for more than what you put in your waiver wire. That's my. It's guess. also record too because if you're uh, yeah, I'm one and three, oh and four, one and three. This is your last stand. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, so if if you're just in dire straits, what are you saving your bid points for? Uh, exactly. So those are guidelines to use for Fab, but I, I, you know, just me personally, I understand if you feel like you have to go out there and spend more because it's all situation based, it's all circumstance based. Um, which wide receiver would you spend the most Fab on? Fuller. I'd go Fuller. Funches for me. And how? But much? if he's already owned, then Fuller's the guy. How much? Uh, I wrote 20% for Fuller, 10% for Funches. I'd go I, 15. I wouldn't go higher than 10% for either one. How, how much for Jerron Brown? Am I on Jerron Brown Island? Eight. No, I'd say 10. No. Six, seven. Okay. Any tight ends? Worth? Great. Uh, and Clay, if he's still out there. I like Safarian Jenkins the best for this week. Um, Brown. And I would say 5% on these guys. Mm-hmm. You yeah. might be able to get ASJ for less than five percent. Yeah, I mean the way I have to frame it is just you know general because if it's two hundred dollar budget, you know you don't know what you have to spend to get these guys. Hey, there are two players. But there, there, are, there are there are a couple tight ends out. There. I mean Ben Watson's gonna have a good matchup this week. True. There are two players who are owned in in seventy one percent and seventy seven percent of leagues respectively. So they're not featured in the waiver wire column, but they're Wendell Smallwood and Charles Clay. Let's start with Smallwood. Do you like him better than every other running back we've talked about? Kamara, Latavius, 
you know, it's Alex Collins, et cetera. Do you like Smallwood better than those guys? Yep. Because we've seen it. In PPR, I would put him behind Kamara. I'd put him ahead of Kamara. We've seen it for the past two weeks. We we've know what his for situation the past two is. Seasons. I mean, if he's going to play Smallwood's, if he's going to play Sproles' role, which he did last week. He did. Four catches for 45 yards, 10 carries for 34 and a touchdown. Do you, okay. And then if this guy were available, all these running backs, I might prioritize behind Charles Clay. 70, what a 77% of 77%. Like, the tight end position is so bad right now. He really might. We talked about it on Sunday. He yep. really might be a top five tight end going forward. He's my number four tight end this week. He's yeah, basically the number one receiver for the Bills. Not basically. He is. And now Jordan Matthews is out for a month. It's amazing. Uh, he got some ridiculous targets last week. Like, some of those yes. downfield. Yes. Oh, he, you just he, don't he and Taylor are, are locked in. Uh, even the week before on the touchdown mm-hmm. uh, against the Broncos. Taylor scrambled to his right. There's Clay flashing right in the middle of the field. Easy little pass. Score a touchdown. Okay. If anybody's confused, we're going to get to running backs again in a little bit. And uh, I will make everybody give like a top four. So prepare for a top four, the three of you. And we'll do our best. And hopefully we'll come together with some consensus. Let's see what else we got. We got some games to talk about. Some more injuries. We got the dropometer. Let's get to it. Stat of the day, an email from Sean. Uh, in 1997, the Broncos won the Super Bowl. In 1998, the Falcons lost the Super Bowl. And in 1999, the Rams won the Super Bowl. In 2015, the Broncos won. 2016, the Falcons lost. Sean is suggesting that the Rams are going to win the Super Bowl this year, guys. Okay. <laughs> okay. History is on his side. Why don't we just stick with, in 1999, a Missouri team won the Super Bowl. And so in 2017, a Missouri team is going to win the Super Bowl. So by the way, Heath, do you know the last time there, there's only one undefeated team through four weeks. Okay. Do you know the last time that happened and who that team was? Um, I'm going to guess it was the New York Giants. It was the Kansas City Chiefs. 2010, oh. maybe? I don't, I don't remember. That's the last time we had only one undefeated team this early in the season was the Chiefs. They won the division. Uh, email of the day is from Adrian. We can do this quickly, guys. I need your help. My best friend and I have a sushi bet over who will have more fantasy points, Kareem Hunt or Dalvin Cook. We never said, quote, if they stay healthy, end quote. Should the bet stand? You guys are the tiebreaker. Bet stands. Who, if the bet ended after week four, who would win the bet? Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt. Yeah. Who's going to win the bet now? Rest (laughs) of the season. Cook's out for the year. It's Hunt. The bet stands. The Chiefs have the number two quarterback in fantasy, the number one running back in fantasy, and I think Tyreek Hill is fourth in standard and actually third in PPR. He's getting almost no rushing production. He has 24 rushing yards, but he's actually getting a decent amount of catches. He's had two huge games, uh, two bad games, last night being one of them. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. We probably shouldn't spend much time on it because we should focus more on the waiver wire. Any thoughts from Chiefs Redskins last night, guys? I just feel sorry for all the people that had Vernon Davis and Jordan Reed and Bench Davis <laughs> because me. Reed was healthy. That'd be me. I mean, that's one big catch. Yep. It was but there's one more big catch than Jordan Reed. He still man. had more targets. Yeah, but if Kirk Cousins looked to his right in the end of the game instead of uh, forcing the ball to Josh Doxson, which Doxson could have made the play, it was Should've. a good throw. Mm-hmm. Uh, Reed was wide open. Hey, Cole, this, I told you that the Chiefs special teams would make a difference. This, this was <laughs> encouraging from Cousins. First quarterback since Peyton teams? Manning in 2015. The, 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 the defense. 
to throw no. the special team. Go ahead, Heath. Go ahead, Heath. Oh, yeah, yeah ne- never mind. This this is more important. <laughs> Sit in the middle uh, of those two. <laughs> first quarterback since Peyton Manning in 2015 with multiple touchdown passes in primetime at Arrowhead. Yeah, they're going to a bye right now, but it's two good games in a row for Cousins. Any interest in Josh Doxson, guys? And, and, and let's talk about Terrell Pryor, too. He had one big play, a 44-yard touchdown catch on Marcus Peters' start of the game. Where he pushed drop. off and basically, like— he caught it though. That's impressive. He had a bad drop on a, <laughs> he on a yeah, he did. third down play. Yep. Uh, I, I was surprised that he went back to him. Uh, well, I don't think anybody had more than five targets, maybe six. He and Jordan Reed, Pryor and, and Jordan Reed had both had five targets to lead the team. Uh, Jamison Crowder, everybody's asking if they should drop Jamison Crowder. Yes. I, I, yeah, I have a hard time taking too much out of this from the targets, touches standpoint for Washington. They had the ball for like one third of the game. Mm-hmm. They did. Uh, and then Jordan Reed, did you guys expect a big finish from him? Get, get healthy over the bye and, and yep. beat Jordan Reed? Get healthy and then get hurt again. Seattle 46, Indianapolis 18 on Sunday night. Um, two questions here. One, do you feel, like Brissett put up bad numbers and he'll, and every receiver had a bad game, but I actually thought Brissett didn't look all that bad. It's kind of an uphill battle for him. Do you think he's good enough to get T.Y. Hilton through the next two weeks as a startable player if, if Luck isn't back? This week, yes. Yep. Yeah, he's a stream of, he's one of my uh, top three streamers this week against San Francisco at home. Who is Brissett? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, my other question was going to be about Frank Gore, unless you guys have a Seahawks comment. Frank Gore, seven or more fantasy points in standard scoring leagues in three straight weeks. He's kind of being Frank Gore. Not really a question. Revenge game. Yeah, oh, Niners. And then the Titans. Remember the Titans. And then Titans. the worst run defense in football. Oh, speaking of remember the Titans. Let's save it for tomorrow. No, Dave, you, you, I asked you what your favorite football movie is. You had a really bad answer. I think you should share it with the rest of your, of the audience. What, the Waterboy? Yeah, it's a terrible answer. The only football movie I remember at this point. I, 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 I don't, I don't understand why, 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 why you would disparage that. That, 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 that that's a classic. Best football movie? Best listen, football listen, movie? It has it has a love story. It has uh, v- 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 Vicky Valancourt. It it's has got Brian Doyle Murray on it, the sidelines it, grabbing his chest. It has it has elite level football uh, action, and no, it, it, it has water. So there, there's nothing wrong with that. You know what the most underrated football movie is? What's that? Radio. Never seen it. Yeah, you've you're missing out. Okay. All right, that's it. Let's uh, let's go back to the waiver wire here. I didn't mention that Paul Perkins has bruised ribs. Jack Doyle's in the concussion protocol. Jordan Matthews out a month. A lot of offensive line and, and defensive injuries. I mean, Seattle might be down another left tackle. Riso Diambo was taken to the hospital. He's out of the hospital. Uh, the Chiefs, I don't think anything's going to stop their running game at this point, but now they're down their center and their guard. Uh, Laurent Duvernay-Tardif. Duvernay-Tardif, excuse me. Uh, Duvernay, there we go. And uh, DJ Humphreys. Camara. <laughs> DJ Humphreys for the Cardinals, their left tackle. He re-injured his knee in practice. He might not play this week, and a lot of a lot of injuries on defense. I think we should skip the dropo meter. Maybe we'll come back to it at the end of the show. But let's do the waiver wire here with quarterbacks. So we got Carr, Mariota, possibly both out this week. Carr definitely. Breeze, Cousins, Ryan, and Simeon on by. So look for Eli Manning. How do you like Andy Dalton this week against the Bills? Not particularly. I think we have to accept that the Bills have a good defense. Am I being a homer on Eli Manning, or is he worth starting this week? No, he's worth starting. He's worth starting this week. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's worth starting. Okay, so more quarterbacks then. 
Deshaun Watson. It is it kind of ugly after that, Jamie? Uh, yeah, there's just a handful of guys that you're looking at that could be potential streamers this week. Like I, I agree with Heath that Brissett could be a streamer this week, but the 49ers have really only had one bad game in terms of opposing quarterbacks, which was Jared Goff on Thursday night. Yeah, and he's a guy that you could stream this week, although he is facing Seattle. It's Seattle got very banged up. I don't up, mind but... the matchup for Goff. Oh, really? What? Because Jeremy lands out. Maybe. I mind the matchup for Goff. It's the toughest defense he's going to face so far this year. Everything else has been a cakewalk. Goff's next three games are Seattle, Jacksonville, Arizona, and then a bye, and then at the Giants, and then Houston, and that in Minnesota. Like, we've, we've talked about their schedule so much. It's tough. I will say something while we're on Goff. Uh, don't sell high on Gurley. Keep Gurley. Yeah? Yeah. What if you get, like, a ridiculous offer for Gurley? I mean, they just say that for anybody, though. You, you know, if you get a ridiculous offer for Le'Veon Bell, you're going to take it. Gurley for Beckham? No. Um, no. I would. I'm keeping Gurley. That, I that I think comes down to need. If I have good running back depth, I'm trading him. If I have, uh, if, if I don't need a receiver, then no. I don't want it, I don't want it to be Beckham just because he, of the injury. The ankle yep. is not 100%. Uh, I know he's a little dramatic on the field, but he is playing on a bad ankle. A little? <laughs> uh, so Jay Cutler is a streaming option against Tennessee. Brian Hoyer at Indianapolis. They allow the fifth most fantasy points to quarterbacks. Josh McCown has Cleveland. Deshaun Kaiser in that same game has the Jets. Brissett has the Niners. And then you don't want Trubisky this week uh, against the Vikings. Like, is Cutler... Cutler's number two behind Watson for Jamie. And Manning is not part of this. I'm, I'm assuming Manning is ahead of Cutler. Yes. Dave Heath, is Cutler number two behind Watson? Or number three, I guess, behind Watson and Manning this week? I can't, I can't write another streaming article with Jay Cutler in it. <laughs> say, tell people with a straight face, but he has a good matchup this week. I, I just can't do it. Yeah, I, I'm putting Goff ahead of him. I'm putting McCown ahead of him. I've got, I'm, I've got Brissett ahead of him. I, I think this this week for Cutler is the Cam week last week. I hope so. What is that? The uh, he well, he'll been, have a game like Cam he's did. been awful. He's at home. He gets a great situation. What's and that offensive line going to look like? What's the offensive line going to look like? Yeah, Lonnie like are there. they going to reshuffle it and put different? Are they going to change the order of who's up there? I was going to try and make. A, I mean, I, I guess the only thing they need to fix more. is the guards. They're not replacing their tackles or the center. Okay, then I'm going to keep Cutler exactly where he is, which is outside of my top 15. Yeah, I mean Tennessee's been get right game for two quarterbacks now in a row. It should be three. He's not going to be 40 points like the last two guys, but he could be 20. Points. What's the ceiling? 20. Yeah, but that's, I would say that's higher than golf. It's higher than the other streaming guys. Let's go to running backs. Let's go to running backs. Give me your top four. <laughs> Officially, your top four. If it's for this week and this week only, I would say Jones is one, Latavius two, Alex Collins is third, and I will put Andre Ellington fourth. Okay. If it's for the rest of the season, it's going to be Camara first. Latavius second, Alex Collins third, and Wayne Gallman fourth. All right, let me recap. And Aaron Jones fifth after Gallman. Let me recap then for Dave. If it's for this week, Jones, Aaron Jones, Latavius Murray, Alex Collins, Andre Ellington. If it's for the rest of the season, Kamara, Latavius, Alex Collins, Wayne Gallman, and then Aaron Jones. I gave you a top five for a top four. I'm sorry. That's fine. Couldn't help myself. You get you get extra credit. 
Heath, J- Jamie, you want to go for it? I'll go Kamara, Jones, oh, Latavius, Ellington. That's Russ's season. That's my waiver wire priority for this week. Yeah, I would only do waiver wire party for the week, um, because every situation is going to be different. So you're going to go Latavius one, Jones two, Collins three, Kamara four. All right, I'll recap. Heath and Jamie. Heath said Kamara, Jones, then a long then grunt. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> and then Latavius Ellington. And Jamie went Latavius, Aaron Jones, Alex Collins, and Kamara. And, yes. is... and then ask me again, and I'll tell you Gallman one, Rawls two, Ellington three, <laughs> and uh, Giovanni Bernard four. Based on your list, I feel like I'm gonna end up with Thomas Rawls on some teams, on some teams, cause he might slip through the cracks. Um, I'm sorry, there's another player I need to mention. Well, speaking of slipping through the cracks, this is important. If you are like me or you're on the West Coast and waivers run and you stay awake, keep an eye on players that don't get picked up, because not everybody's gonna put in claims for all these guys, and you may be able to get them for free. And the scenario I wanna bring up is you two, you and Heath, uh, saying you were gonna fight over Javorius Allen, after I dropped him for Chris Thompson, mm-hmm. and Marone Burkson picked him up for a zero dollar bid. <laughs> yeah, so. I didn't have anyone to drop, but I, th- I I looked. I didn't completely forget about it. What really bothers me is that we play in a league for some reason where you can't make any transactions after kickoff. So I tried to drop Arlene's Darkwell or somebody f- played at four for Jerron Brown, Jamie, in the flex league, and I couldn't do that. And now I have to spend oh. money on Jerron Brown, and that's a deep league. So he's actually going to go for some cash. Um, yeah, so that was lazy on my part. Uh, Duke Johnson. Duke Johnson is 78% owned. I forgot about him. I apologize. Is he better long term than all of these guys? All of them. All of them? All of them. You sure? Um, again, he's, he's very much in the same conversation with Camaro mm-hmm. because if he's not scoring touchdowns, the PPR is great, but in standard leagues, he, he's, you know, his ceiling is like six, seven points. I wonder if, I- like this is Isaiah Crowell's last stand this week. I think this Jets. is a uh, it's a good spot. I think this is a redemption week for a lot of guys. I think Crowell has a uh, bounce back game. I think Cutler and Ajayi have big bounce back games. But um, the, the fact they gave that one yard touchdown to Duke Johnson, but that was late in the game. Though. It's it's worrisome. Yeah. Um, I actually saw a video earlier in the week. Mary Kay Cabot, beat writer for the Browns, saying that she expected Duke Johnson to get more work. In week four. Didn't really happen. He only got four carries. Maybe the score dictated that. Um, although you would think he'd get more carries with them being blown out. They're going to get blown out a lot. They're terrible. But yeah, I think that could happen. I mean, that, that could be a long-term play. You know, he's 78% owned, not that long-term. Okay, uh, other running backs. Elijah McGuire, Deontay Foreman, Giovanni Bernard, Corey Clement. Yeah, yeah. I mean, McGuire, 10 carries, 93 yards and a touchdown. They're at Cleveland this week, so he might be able to get some work there. And Dave, you like McGuire this week? He's low on the list. He's someone I'll put in waiver claims for in deeper leagues. Okay. And Cordell Clement is just really more of a nuisance than anything. <laughs> uh, That's like, not nice to say about somebody. No, it's not. He's a great guy, but he's more of a fantasy nuisance than anything because he's taking work away from other guys that we'd rather see get more carries. Uh, okay. I think we've sufficiently covered running backs. Good luck, everybody. You can drop 
Terrence West, you can drop Adrian Peterson, you can drop Paul Perkins, you can drop Matt Forte. Is it possible that, that Terrence West has just been hurt and that's why he's been ineffective and had a scaled back workload? Or is he just done? Terrence West? I mean, he was never actually somebody that was good. He had an opportunity and he, he could run three or four yards and fall down and now that opportunity is not there. Well, that's, I meant the opportunity. Is the opportunity, has it diminished because of his health? Or because he's just not good and they're moving on <clears> from him? Yes. And because of Alex Collins and what he's flashed in okay. the last two games. Uh, team name Tuesday was so bad this week that we have a, a business team name Tuesday from Mike. There is an optometrist office by me with the name I was framed. I care. That's pretty good. And then we have Kyle who says, if you love tight ends, so Gresh and so Fleen. Terrific round of Team Name Tuesday, everybody. Wide receivers. So Will Fuller is Jamie's number one priority. He's 21% owned. Danny Amendola is number two. Funches three. Cup four. Fuller, Amendola, Funches, Cooper Cup, and then Jerron Brown, five. Uh, with John Brown in there as well at 45%. So, Jamie, talk about the wide receiver. There are more names, but talk about the wide receivers. Well, I, I think you're looking at all these guys. They're going to be involved in their offenses. Um, uh, Fuller last year showed some good flashes but had a terrible quarterback situation, and now that he has a quarterback, it's definitely worth buying into that he had six targets in that game, four catches, 35 yards, two touchdowns. And I think if they were chasing points, he would have had more targets and potentially more production. So we still haven't seen the big play yet from him, which is is what he's definitely going to have a chance to make with Watson. Um, with Funches, uh, two games with Greg Olson out. He's got 11 catches for 128 yards and two touchdowns on 19 targets. I think Cam and the Panthers are due for a letdown game this week against the Lions, so Funches makes me a little nervous, but he's still worth looking at as a number three receiver. Um, Amendola, in two of three games, has seven targets, six catches, and he scored 10 fantasy points in two of those. So he's Julian Edelman's replacement. Um, better in PPR than standard, but still a big part of this, and Cup has now three games with at least seven targets, and in two of those, he's gotten 12 fantasy points. So small sample size, but he's been better than Sammy Watkins, and I think that's worth buying into. And then, Adam, you talked about the the Brown twins, uh, Jaron and John. Um, Jaron, in three games since week one, 11 targets, six targets, 12 targets, and he's gotten 73 yards or more in two of those games. So uh, John Brown's going to cut into that eventually when he's healthy, but... Uh, Jaron Brown certainly has been a, a favorite target for Carson Palmer and, and Pete Prisco when he was out in Arizona this summer. Uh, it's one of the guys he mentions. He usually tries to give us like you know some under the radar guys, and he said that they love Jaron Brown. So that's clearly showing on the field. So do we know if it's Jaron or Jaron? I thought it was Jaron. Uh, maybe it's Jaron. I'm sorry if I said. I it thought wrong. it was Jaron. Yeah. Okay. I'm going Jaron. See, his mom said. <laughs> Uh, and then we have Tyro Williams, who's 65% owned. We have Mike Williams, who's not a bad guy to stash, 15% owned. Kendall Wright, I'm not sure how confident you're going to be in Kendall Wright at this point, um, but Mitch Trubisky can't be worse for him. They have Minnesota this week. Zay Jones, I mean, look, somebody's got to get more targets in that offense. How about this guy? It guy's- doesn't matter. He's, he's gotten 17 targets this year and caught four of them. Yeah. How, how about this? somebody else? Juju Smith-Schuster is 4% owned, and he has played six more snaps than Martavis Bryant in each of the last two games. Eh? What do you think about that? I think they like him. They love him. Yeah. They want some more of him. 
Sneaky, sneaky waiver pickup. That was funny. It was. I, I think it was great that we didn't even react to it. <laughs> but now we're reacting to it. Yeah, I need validation. Um, okay, also Mike Wallace, Taylor Gabriel, Geronimo Allison. If not a bad, not a bad sleeper for this week if Devontae Adams doesn't play, Geronimo Allison at Dallas. Yep. Agreed. So again, um, after, I'll just read all the names again. Fuller, Amendola, Funches, Cup, Jerron Brown, John Brown, Tyrell Williams and Mike Williams, Kendall Wright, Zay Jones, Juju Smith-Schuster, Mike Wallace, Taylor Gabriel, Geronimo Allison. Quick thing on the Cardinals, guys. Um, Carson Palmer has thrown 36, 48, and 51 passes in his last three games. I think he threw in the 40s in week one. I, he won't throw that many, but their run game's so bad that Carson Palmer, true or false, could easily lead the league in pass attempts this year. I would say he's currently the favorite. Okay. Yes, until he gets hurt because he's going to get killed with the way that offensive line's playing. That's true. I think six, seven sacks last week. Keep that in mind for the Eagles DST. Um, Heath, any just real quick, if you want to wrap up wide receivers, is there anyone you're really excited about? Even if it's someone. Uh, Fuller's definitely my uh, Fuller and Funchess for me, are on a different level than the rest of these guys. Those are the two guys I really want to go get, which I would prefer Fuller than Funches. Amendola belongs in their category in PPR only. Um, and I, again, I said it on Sunday, and I know you disagreed with me, but I, I think you need to call him. I think Tyrell Williams' ownership needs to go back up. Yeah, that, that one makes me nervous just because if Mike Williams plays this week, how is Tyrell Williams going to be sustainable? Yeah, and I, isn't he a little too up and down now? Like, is he too big play dependent? Mike Williams is, is right. Well, yeah. that's the point. Mike Williams is still a limited participant in practice. Yep. His connection with Philip Rivers, I, I just expect that to take a little while. I think it's gonna be a tough. Oh, game I don't think it's Mike Williams is better than Tyrell Williams. I think it just takes away from Tyrell Williams. That's the point. Is that there's another mouth to feed in this offense? Because yeah, I don't really. I, I think he's a what he gets a little bit, but it's not. It's not that much more than what Travis Benjamin's getting. It's still taking away. You're not taking away from Keenan Allen. So. It's got to come from everybody else. Last thing now on the Cardinals, because we're talking about Tyrell Williams. Look at what the Eagles have given up to wide receivers in their last two games. Beckham, Sterling Shepard, even Brandon Marshall had a decent game. And then last week, Tyrell Williams, Keenan Allen, plus uh, plus a touchdown to a tight end. Like The Cardinals face the Eagles this week. Well, of course, have to check on the health of their secondary. <clears throat> but... I, I guess don't with all the buys this week, don't drop Carson Palmer. I mean, somebody's going to have to start Carson Palmer this week, right? Where's he for you guys? Top twelve. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he, I, he was such a dud, and it's it's real like everything is so difficult for him to get, but it's another nice opportunity for for Palmer. Problem is, is his track record uh, on in one o'clock games is horrific. Yeah, on the East Coast. Okay. Well, that's interesting. All right, tight ends. Safarian Jenkins is Jamie's favorite. Cameron Brait. And OJ Howard for that matter, but Cameron Brait would be, um, a better option there. And they have New England and a tight end has caught a touchdown in three of four games against New England. Ben Watson still involved at Oakland this week. And they can't cover tight ends either. So you've got Safarian Jenkins, Brait, and Watson, and then you've got Tyler Croft who faces the Bills who have given up one passing touchdown all year, but they haven't faced a good tight end. Greg Olson got hurt in a game they played against the Bills. Um, anybody have a different order than Jamie's? Safarian Jenkins, Brait, Watson, and Croft. I would rather start Watson than Safarian Jenkins this week. So I'm looking for a one-week streamer. I would choose him. Dave? I've got Brait than Safarian Jenkins. And if any, if Hunter Henry's out there, 71% owned, 
definitely. And Antonio Gates. Yeah, and, and Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram at 69% owned. He's pretty involved. He feels like a six, oh, yeah. six his, fantasy points. He's involved in the offense. 11 targets last week. He he needs to be like 90% owned. So would you rather have Sprate, Safarian Jenkins, or Ingram this week? Ingram. Ingram. Uh, Hunter Henry or Ingram this week? Ingram. Ingram. Mm-hmm. I think Ingram. Okay. Yeah, Ingram's having a, a nice nice role in that offense. And then Charles Clay is obviously the, the leader there. DST streamers, I will just disagree with your order, Jamie. Um, I would rather have the Eagles than the Giants, but you go Giants, Eagles, Lions. Rivers on the East Coast, 1 o'clock is awful. But you just said the same thing about Palmer. Yeah, but Palmer's playing better. The Cardinals have given up double-digit fantasy points to each DST they've played this year. J. They are the only team. E. No. T. T S. What's that spell? Jets. 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 Wait. How about this? Dave, what was that stat you just gave? The Chargers, you said? No. The Cardinals. The Cardinals. They play the Eagles. And they've given up double digits to every team so far? Yes. But I got one that's almost as good, if not better. The Browns have allowed 16-plus fantasy points to three of four DSTs this year. Deshaun Kaiser has a higher interception percentage than yards per attempt. (laughs) He's throwing a lot of picks. (laughs) We talked about it on Friday's show. Me and Dave, we did beat the waiver wire. It's not a great week for streaming DSTs. Um, But would you drop the Bengals, who were a hot ad last week, get the Bills this week, would you drop the Bengals for the Giants, Eagles, Lions, or Jets? I would definitely drop them for the Eagles. Yeah. I, they are not a defense that I'm planning on. If I have the Bengals on my team, it's because I'm a streamer, and I think I like all those better than them this week. So, yes. I got one more DST for you. The Raiders. Back home against Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Ravens have given up double-digit fantasy points to opposing DSTs each of the last two weeks. I don't necessarily disagree with you. Okay. I am just concerned that... um they're on the field so much. EJ Manuel gives up some short fields. I think it's the first half will be good. It's whether they can hold it, hold up the second. Okay. Okay, guys, thank you. It was a tough show in, in a sense, but um, I, you guys did we great. We made it. Yeah, well, you, made, well, you, you did great. Did good it. for you. Uh, also, I just want to announce that I, my sorcery, again, I said – well, seven points feels like too much in the Redskins-Chiefs game. That feels like a field goal game to me. Could you imagine? Oh, my God, that touchdown at the end. I said, I am so glad I didn't bet this game because I absolutely would have hammered the Redskins. And that was one bad beat. And a lot of people lost in fantasy for that as well. Some One guy lost on the Chris Thompson fumble. Some, actually, uh, one of our listeners t- tweeted me he won on the Chris Thompson fumble on that last play of the game. That's incredible. I'm expecting a, a, an NFL stat correction on that. I'm hoping. Yeah? I'm really hoping. I would hope so, too. Because Chris Thompson did never ha- never had possession of the ball on that on that possession. Well, he didn't get the fumble to Cousins. Uh, one, one site gave it to Crowder. Mm-hmm. So... Okay. All right. We'll see. Uh, we got to go. See you later, everybody. Good luck on the waiver wire. We're back tomorrow. Peace. Bye.